actually, uh, I was fortunate enough to open up for you guys way back when on the Images and Words tour at a little place called the Showcase Theater in San Antonio, Texas. I was working for KISS FM and also playing in a prog rock band myself. So you and I, uh, long story lines, go way, way, way back, John. Wow, that's amazing. You're talking over 25 years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty nuts. Well, hey, man, congratulations on everything. I mean, after the success of, uh, of Pull Me Under and Images and Words and how tough it is just to keep the nucleus of a band together, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that all these years later you guys would still be doing it? You know, it, it's crazy. It's like when you're younger, it's like you don't think that far into the future. But, you know, we, we like worship. Uh, bands like Rush and Iron Maiden, so it's like we we saw what they were doing, and we go to their shows and see how you know they interacted with the fans and watch the the live DVDs and or videos back then, and yeah. just the uh, you know it's like we had tunnel vision, like that's just what we wanted to do, that's what we were going to do, and we tried to you know make everything that we did sort of like just take us in that direction so um but you know it is crazy we're talking our first album came out 30 years ago this year so wow that's just insane it's insane to me that's pretty cool man now not to beat a dead horse but uh, this is the, the first time other than a than a quick meet and greet here in reno several years ago that you and i have had a chance to talk um it yeah. obviously you know it came as quite a surprise to all of us fanboys out there when uh, when portnoy left the band you hired another mike and mike mangini now Right. <laughs> Rumors on the dark web have indicated that my guitar instructor is a kid, a guy who you are probably familiar with named Ron Jarzombek, that his brother, oh, yeah. Bobby Jarzombek, would have had the gig, but he declined to audition. Can you confirm or deny that rumor? Yeah. I, th I think we did ask Bobby uh, when we were like, I mean, basically, we, we kind of were pursuing uh, some people that we knew and, and knew, or, or at least knew of. And it was, a, you know, only like really a handful of guys that we initially asked. And, uh, yeah, we did reach out to him. Um, Jerk. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember, like, I mean, it was like going on, you know, eight years ago, going on nine, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't remember the exact. It was kind of a whirlwind when that whole thing happened. So I don't remember the exact circumstances, you know. That's cool, um, and I've I've watched all of the audition videos. It's uh, there's what three or four of those audition videos that are, are floating around on the YouTube's, uh, and it well, seems we did a, yeah we did a whole series which was a lot of. By the way, just as an aside, um, th those Jarzombek guys are insane. Like when when we yeah I try to tell people this like there's a big metal scene now, but when we started uh -huh. um, before images, you know when we were like students at Berkeley and then we left and we and we uh, were starting the band and everything there were you know the only bands we knew of like in that vein were our, our friends and Fates Warning from Connecticut and yeah. then the Watchtower guys yeah you know Texas. <laughs> so it's like it's not it wasn't the scene that it is now now it's like this, there are so many different bands and subgenres, and it's like insane you know. Absolutely. So, and, and, and I'm going to touch on that here in our discussion. By the way, uh, we're, we're talking to one of the greatest guitar players alive today, uh, John Petrucci on the phone from Dream Theater. Uh, you've been known to approach a new album in uh, certainly a collaborative manner. Um, and I want to know, did Mike Mangini contribute to the actual writing on the songs on Distance Over Time, the album? 
Yeah, he sure did. It, it, the way that we uh, set everything up um, this time around, we took a guy's trip, and we, we went away together. Uh, we rented this big property, and it was a, a, a converted barn uh, that was a studio and then a house where we all uh, hung out and, and stayed in. So it was just the environment was incredibly inclusive, and Mike came in, um, as was discussed, that everybody was going to be involved, and he came in with a ton of ideas. And uh, even contri- contributed a uh, song lyric for the first time since he's been in the band. So, <laughs> yeah, he he absolutely uh, contributed 100% in the songwriting. And it was really, really great to finally get his perspective and, and hear his thoughts and have his musical input. I think the album is better for it. I think it's definitely more, like, way more of a collective uh yeah, the outcome is more of a collective uh, result of all of us doing it together. Right. Now, uh, uh, and a lot of people might not know this name, but going way back with the band, uh, whatever happened to Kevin Moore? He was the keyboardist on Images and Words. Do you, do you know what he's up to nowadays? Well, um, rumor has it that he's some sort of doctor or something. Oh, really? That's the last I heard. Yeah. Yeah, that he got into... Um, I don't know if it's like holistic medicine or something. I, I have not talked to him in ages hmm. and ages, which yeah. is unfortunate. We we actually grew up together. We were best friends. And uh, after he left the band, um, he just kind of went his own way. And, you know, we early on after he split, we kept in touch a bit, but I have not heard from him in a long time. The only, only reason I know that is because, uh, you know, some of my high school friends and stuff stay in touch and my, our parents, you know, we literally grew up together. Like our parents were friends and stuff. So I'll hear from my mom every so often. That's cool. Yeah. I saw Kevin, Kevin over at the grocery it. store in the yeah. produce aisle. <laughs> right. Exactly. But other than that, yeah, it's kind of sad. I, I I lost touch. I have not talked to him in a long time. That's cool. John Petrucci on the line from Dream Theater. Have uh, Has Dream Theater ever thought about putting your conceptual ideas to film like the Beatles did or Pink Floyd's The Wall or something like that? Well, sure. I mean, the, you know, the, the biggest... Obviously, we our first concept album was uh, Themes from Memory um, 20 years ago this year, which is also insane. Um, and, and that's something that uh, would would do really well, like, you know, with that kind of approach, but when we did the astonishing um, on our last release, mm-hmm. that that I mean that lends itself completely, completely to all that. In fact, uh, you know we took it besides just have, being an album and a tour, you know turned into a video game and a novel. And we were talking to some Broadway people, and uh, it, you know that would totally. So who I knows? Completely transfer. It could be somewhere in the cards down the line. Um, it, it could be, yeah. It's now, all open. Now, John, I, I know you have a lot of signature stuff, but uh, it, at least to my knowledge, being a guitar player, there isn't a John Petrucci like guitar string label like able to withstand high temperatures that uh, with as fast as you play. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. That's so funny. There was. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what this was on. It was on some kind of like home video or documentary or something, where I I talked about that having a dream that I, I played so fast that it burned a hole in the string and the string broke. Um, but uh, yeah, it would be great to have a string to withstand. Especially <laughs> <laughs> especially coded. That's hysterical. Yeah. Have you uh, speaking of which um, about I don't know maybe it was ten years or so ago I ran across the, the series of those guitar noob spoof videos. Uh, did you think they were funny or did or did you go what the hell why is this guy j- jerking my chain? 
<laughs> I, you know what? I thought it was hysterical. Like, I the first time I saw, I guess the first thing I saw was the guy who was kind of like um, doing the voiceover to my instructional video. Uh-huh. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Like, with the- yeah, there was that one, and then he's going through like when you're going through your rack and your effects, and he's like, "Well, this effects, yeah. you know, changes the rotation of the Earth, and this one just kills everybody." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, that, I'm going to put a link to the video in the uh, in the uh, in the web blog down below here, so uh, you should check it out. It's very funny. It's so fun. Actually, the funniest one. There's a really funny three one where it's like me and and Vi and Zetriani and. Uh, we're like rehearsing and, and they, you know, Steve has this funny voice and Joe has an Italian accent and I'm just like some weird dark lord and at one point I, <laughs> I, tell, I tell Joe that I'm going to rip out his heart and feed it to the dragon. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's like a, the running the running joke on G3. So that, who, whoever did that stuff, I never met him, but... Uh, what, what, a, what a funny, funny, funny guy. Or girl. I don't know who did it. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, aside from you and Rush, who would you consider to be the uh, pre- preeminent uh, prog rock band in the world today? I mean, I, I like bands like 12 Foot Ninja. You may be familiar with them. Or Steve Wilson, his work with Porcupine Tree. What are you digging? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it's kind of like there, there are so many, and uh, it's really, really hard to... to uh, you know, stay on top of all of it. But what's interesting to me is how is kind of like how the genre shifted a bit in bands like my nephew's band Periphery and Animals as Leaders and Tesseract and Queen the Barry and Mean, like some of the younger bands, like they just took it to like a different level. They so you have guys kind of like that were influenced maybe by our music, but they weren't, they don't really know you know, the previous stuff that we were influenced by, by mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Floyd or Rush or Yes or Genesis. So it's like a great, you know, you can kind of picture like this cool family tree of the uh, the history of it, and it, it's really wild. That's cool. I didn't know you had ties to Periphery. When I first heard that band, I went, wow, this is very Dream Theater uh, kind of sounding just with yeah. the, the, the technical expertise. What's on the short bucket list coming for, you know, Dream Theater? Something that maybe you haven't done yet but would like to do in the future. Sure. I mean, there there are some things like that. I mean, as as the career goes on, we, we're like really fortunate enough to be able to play in all different parts of the world and and go to places like uh, India and you know the UAE and you know places that uh, a lot of bands don't go to too often, and that's amazing. But uh, in one one of the um, the countries in the UK in in the city of London, uh, there's a venue that has eluded us, which is the Royal Albert Hall. So we always talk about how we played Wembley and everything else, but mm-hmm. we never play there. So I think that would be, that's on our, our bucket list. That's like kind of like the Radio City of uh, of London. Heck so. yeah. And, and with what you do, your style would be perfect for a place like the Royal Albert Hall, for sure. I think it would be great. I think yeah. it would be killer. Yeah, so it has to happen. I, I got to ask this song to any band that has reached the level of success that you guys have, and, and I would think that it's probably got to be the worst for the Eagles. What's your what's your least favorite song to play live that you just because you played it over and over again? And, and I would assume that it's probably not Pull Me Under, but who knows? Maybe it is. Well, it's funny because our band, like, I mean, Pull Me Under is like our only, the only time we had like a radio, and it was, I guess, a rock radio hit, right? Mm-hmm. So other than that, we're kind of not a singles band, so we don't we don't have all these songs that we have to kind of play to death, um, you know. And and I think that Dream Theater fans actually appreciate when we sort of dig in and, and 
play material that maybe we don't play too often. It's kind of like the whole Rush mentality. Although Rush did have a lot of really successful singles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I never kind of got to that point. And, and honestly, I enjoyed playing Pull Me Under just as much as the other songs. It's a fun song, and uh, the audience gets into it. So. On the flip yeah. side of that, do you have a most favorite song or, or, the, or the most fun song to play live? You know, oh, man, that's a good question. I, I think... I'm predicting that uh, some of the new uh, songs from Distance Over Time are going to be a lot of fun because the way that we wrote the album and, and initially recorded the demos, it was all live. Yeah. It was all all that stuff. If we ever, you know, get a chance to maybe uh, have people hear that stuff, it's all, all those demos are live, so we kind of know the energy and how the songs feel. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm looking forward to that. You know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. How often do you guys just kind of go off script when you're playing live in, in, in more of a jazz way, or do you? Well, uh, you know what? As, as, uh, when we were younger, I think that the shows were a little more loose. Yeah. But we sort of gravitated towards, you know, really loving the, the whole live experience thing and presenting a show that's, like, really interactive and, uh, really cool as far as lights and video and music and it all just being this like really great experience. So we, we tend to be tied in a little bit more to the production right. of what we're doing. And I know we keep bringing up Rush and stuff, but similar to, um, to how some of their, you know, evening with shows go. So it's sort of a trade off, like more of an improv type of night, but then you don't have as much of an impact as far as the show's production, which is something, you know, we're, fan, we're fans of Pink Floyd and Queensryche and Rush and Maiden and Muse and bands that, that uh, take that that path. So, right. you know, that's something we love to do. Okay, so let's say I'm a, I'm kind of an outlier fan. I'm familiar a little bit with Dream Theater, but but not yeah. a lot. And looking over the Distance Over Time album, uh, I know yeah. you've got videos out for Untethered Angel and Fall Into the Light. Uh, what are you most proud of on the new Distance Over Time album? Or if you were going to tell somebody who had never heard the band, you got to pick one song from this album. This is the first song to introduce you to Dream Theater. What would that be? Oh, man. Uh, well, it's always interesting because the, the songs vary so much, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Untet- Untethered Angel is kind of like uh, a very Dream Theater-y <laughs> song where it kind of has a mixture of, like, the prog and metal elements and has, you know, solo trading and things like that. Um, you know, but there's a couple of other songs, maybe At Wit's End, maybe Pale Blue Dot, you know, some songs that are kind of, like, more on the, the prog heavy prog side okay um you know so it, it's hard to say you know it's like that, that's the funny thing even when we put the singles out for this record um you know people kind of tend to draw a conclusion based on one song as to what the record's going to be like but we're not the kind of band you can do that with until you really hear the whole thing you know right right uh reno show a couple of years back i think it was at least as long as i've been here maybe your first time ever playing in reno i don't know if i'm right about that Okay. Uh, but I believe it was sold out. Any chance of Dream Theater getting into some of the smaller markets like Reno on the Distance Over Time Tour? I, I know you're just at the beginning right now. so Yeah. So so we plan on um, the first leg of the tour starts in San Diego um, on March 20th. And it's definitely more of the major markets. But we do plan on coming back and uh, doing, you know, some of the smaller um, 
markets as well, you know, and I, I, I'm looking forward to that because there's so many places to play and it's like, you know, you, you start these tour legs and you'll, you'll be out for, uh, you know, eight weeks straight if you try to get everything in on the first time. So we certainly try to divide it up and that'd be great to, to hit that again. There's so many cities like that, which we, we don't really get to as often as say, you know, New York, Chicago, LA and major cities like that. So sure. yeah, we do plan on doing that. Dynamite. John Petrucci from Dream Theater. Uh, again, you've been an inspiration to me for my uh, uh, the bulk of my guitar playing career. Thank you so much for oh, taking cool. some time out to talk, dude. Of course. No problem. Great talking to you, man. Likewise. Congratulations on everything. If I can make it out to the show in San Francisco, I'll be there, but I think it's a Sunday sure. night show, and I'll have to ask the powers that be downstairs if I can take Monday off, because that's a four-hour drive. And, and oh, the, boy. We have more snow in the Sierras right now than we've ever had on record, so it's uh, I-80 wow. has been closed for most of the day. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard about that. Usually here in the East Coast, we get hammered, but it's been like pretty pretty uh, easy going although it's freezing but I, I heard what you guys are experiencing man that's that's crazy i guess it's good for the uh for the ski industry absolutely yeah the ski resorts are <laughs> lo- loving it provided they can dig out the lifts you know <laughs> yeah 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 so cool, right man. on man hey be safe out there and we'll see you out on the road john sounds great great talking right. to you you too take care bud all right you too bye